Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast. The Appearance Psychology podcast brought to you by the Centre for Appearance Research, a world-leading research centre based at the University of the West of England in Bristol, investigating everything related to the psychology of how we look. I'm Nadia. And I'm Jade. And this month's episode is on selfies. Yes, the digital self-portrait we take on our smartphones using that inbuilt front-facing camera. Usually like at arm's length. Yeah, and the practice of selfies is intrinsically linked to social media. Yeah, and fun fact about selfies... Oh, go on, love a fun fact. Oh, yeah, I'm me. <laughs> um, the word selfie was only added to the Oxford English Dictionary in 2013. That's six years ago. Yeah. Wow. I know. Mm. And it was named Word of the Year, actually, in, in um, 2013. And the first ever history of the mention of the word selfie was in an Australian news website in 2002, so what I'm kind of getting at here is selfies actually haven't been around that long. Mm, yeah, it's very zeitgeisty, isn't it? Although the practice of taking and sharing selfies on social media is relatively new, but we've seen quite a few different trends over the years. Yeah, we have actually, and it's things like the no-makeup selfies, mm. which we're going to talk about um, the research on that later, and the creation of things like filters and other photo editors. They've yeah. all kind of developed. So it's kind of evolving how we're taking the selfies, right? Yeah, it's not just about the selfie, necessarily. Mm. So, as social media plays a big role in many of our lives, and selfies are often an integral part of how we engage in in social media, research has begun focusing its efforts in understanding selfies and their impact on our self-image. Exactly. And we're going to unpack some of that research in this episode. Perfect. And on this episode, we'll be joined by two great guests, Cars. Georgia Treneman-Evans, who's conducted some research on selfie practices among teenage girls here in the UK, as well as friend of car, Dr Jasmine Fadouli, a postdoctoral researcher at Mercury, I think, is that right? Mercury. Mercury. Yeah, I think. University <laughs> in Sydney, Australia, who researches the impact of social media among young people. Yeah, very good lineup to discuss a very relevant topic, I think. So, shall we get started, Nadia? Yes. But first, Jade, shall we take a selfie? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Ow. Oh. Oh, careful, careful. No selfie-related injuries. Oh. We're going to come on to that. Yeah. Spoiler. So firstly, it's worth mentioning something we mentioned on the podcast before, actually, and that is researchers often found viewing images of idealised people, whatever gender, whatever body, um, in traditional media, like magazines, billboards, also like TV advertisements, they make women and men feel unhappy with their appearance, and that also increases negative mood. Yeah, it can make everyone feel unhappy, right? Yeah. Right, and it's also worth mentioning that these images are often taken by professional photographers with professional models, and there's often a whole team of stylists, like the glam squad, the mm-hmm. stylists, the makeup artists, and then professionals working in post-production, so editing the images. There's a lot of layers. Yeah, a lot of layers. And so selfies are different as they're user-generated. So what we mean by that is that we are taking the selfies ourselves and potentially even editing themselves as well to mm-hmm. get that in there too. So selfies and the impact of selfies on body image and other related factors like mood, self-esteem, need to be considered differently to how we think about traditional media. Yeah. Because we're making it them ourselves. Yeah, we are creating the content, so it's a very different approach. And... Before we get into the discussion about the research into selfies and its impact on people's body image, I want to highlight something that actually really shocked me during the research on this topic. Um, So, research by, and I want to get this right, um, their names, so it's Agam Bansal, Chagdan Garg, Abhijif Pakar, and Samika Gupta, I hope I said that right, found that 
deaths whilst taking a selfie had become an emerging problem. So actually, 259 deaths globally whilst taking selfies in 2011 to 2017 were being reported online. And the top countries for these deaths actually occurred in number one, India, number two, Russia, and number three, USA. Yikes. So that's people who are, what, having an accident when they're taking a selfie, is that right? Yeah, so doing risky behaviours to take these selfies and then it being fatal for that person. So the top occurrence and fatality was related to drowning. So it kind of highlights here how this is actually a global issue and people are willing to put their bodies and lives on the line when it comes to taking these selfies. And the authors actually concluded there should be things like no selfie zones um, in dangerous places, so places where people might drown, for example. It is a side note, but I found it really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it kind of changes the tone of the expression of doing it for the gram, right? You know, but be safe out there, everyone. That's I mean, it's exactly. frightening. It's frightening that people are dying that way. Um, I mean, I have actively seen in quite touristy places people who are stood very close to high rock edges trying to take these selfies. I mean, I don't want to bring this up, Jay, but I think I have seen a picture of you on a on a rock edge. I don't think... Well, that your nan couldn't look. Yeah, actually, I thought about that when I said it. I wasn't taking a selfie. Someone took the picture, picture of, of me, but I was in a very difficult position on a rock. Yeah, see, that's... It is frightening, and I think you have to be careful. I think there is this kind of... Because you see the images, you want to recreate it, or you kind of want yeah. to kind of push the barrier, don't you, of, like... Oh, this is going to be a great photo. On a slightly lighter note, when I was in Malaysia last year, there was a rooftop pool and there was not a single person swimming in the pool. Everyone, Everyone. was taking photos. Everyone was taking photos, selfies. They're selfies the, in the pool? In the pool, selfies in the pool. They had a selfie stick. And because it, it was a city backdrop, so I mean, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. There's the there's the drowning incident too. Be safe out there, everyone. Yeah, exactly. No selfie is worth it. It's highlighting the the point here that people are willing to take risks to get those photos, and it's scary. So yeah, like Nadia said, be safe. Um. Anyway, back to the research on body image and selfies. Firstly, there are a small number of studies which suggest taking selfies is associated with poorer body image. So one study published this year by Alexandra Lonergan and colleagues found for Australian men and women, the amount of time and effort spent editing, posting selfies on social media was related to body dissatisfaction. So the more time people spent choosing the selfies that they want, Mm -hmm. taking a bunch, editing them, that moment of posting, when to post maybe, um, the more dissatisfied that people were. Um, So as well as this, there's also a study by Rachel Cohen, Toby Newton-John and Cara's very own, Amy Slater, Mm -hmm. which was published last year, which found greater investment in selfie activities was associated with increased body dissatisfaction and also bulimia symptoms. Right, and and that investment is the selecting of selfies, it's the editing. It's everything, isn't it? That process all the way, maybe even pre-taking the selfie. Yeah, setting about, it all up, setting up the yeah the scene, the context, the, the lighting, angle. all those things. There's lots of things in it. Um, yeah, lots. Again, lots of layers. Layers. Yeah, layers. This episode is layers. <laughs> <laughs> but both those studies are cross-sectional. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So again, we need to remember that handy little phrase that we have in research that correlation doesn't equal causation. Mm-hmm. So it could be, for example, in these scenarios that 
people who invested greater time in themselves who've had worse body dissatisfaction to begin with. Exactly, yeah. Um, or, and then were, as a result, more sensitive to that editing process. So if you're not feeling great about yourself or you're, you're vulnerable to not feeling good about yourself and you take selfie, you don't like it, and then you take it again, you still don't like it, you take it again and you still don't like mm-hmm. it, and then you edit it to try and make it better, but it's not up to your expectations, that's where I can feel you kind of go down this, like, Oh no, I feel really feel bad now. Yeah, definitely. And you're right, it's a cross-sectional, correlational study. So it doesn't really show us any cause or effect here. Mm -hmm. But actually, there is an experimental study that's looking at these cause and effects. So thanks to a study by Jennifer Mills and colleagues in 2018, we can shed some much-needed light on that question, just to throw another study here into the mix. Um, So I will tell you about this study from the beginning because it provides context. This study tested whether taking and posting a selfie with or without retouching affected body image and mood in Canadian women um, compared to a control group of women who were asked to read a news article from a social media news website. That's how the authors kind of describe it. Okay, interesting. So quick question though on that. What did the authors mean by photo retouching? Did they they specify what that was? What that involved? Yeah, good question. So the authors described this as a photo editing app, which was installed on the device that they used to take the selfies. Um, And it's not specific to what extent it actually edited the images. Mm. Was it just a filter? Oh, I think that's frustrating because I think that it's, there's different levels of investment. Like if you just sweep a filter over an image, that's, it's quite quick. But if you're actually then going into... I don't know, face tune or whatever, and you're like making your nose slimmer, making your cheekbones higher or whatever. That to me feels like a different thing. And you would probably be evaluating the image a lot lot more if you're looking at finer details Mm. versus a quick swipe of a filter. Yeah, do I want Paris or Oslo? (laughs) That's a very good question. Mm. Um, So yeah, I think it's interesting. Another point actually, they used Mm. it on iPads, which I, I feel like taking a selfie on an iPad would be a very different experience, perhaps, I don't know, than a phone. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, so I feel like we need to, like, rein it back in. We're sidetracking a little bit. Back to the study. Back to the study. Remind me what the groups were again. We've got young Canadian women. Yeah, so group number one, they come into the lab. They take a single selfie. Right. And they can't retouch it. And then they have to post it on their social media account. Okay. Group number two, Mm -hmm. they can take more than one selfie and they can retouch that image and then again they have to post it onto their social media group three control group just reading a news article about social media perfect that's really helpful so then what's the findings what what so the study found that the women in both the groups that took the selfies whether it was retouched or not retouched um reported feeling anxious less confident and less physically attractive afterwards compared to the control group, the ones yeah, that didn't take any selfies. But even more interestingly, in the group of women that could take multiple selfies and retouch the image, they found that those women experienced decreases in mood and anxiety that were similar to the reactions of those who couldn't retouch their photo as well. So actually, it doesn't matter whether or not you can retouch your photo, just the act of taking a selfie... And posting, and posting it. it is creating this heightened anxiety and perhaps negative mood. So I wonder if that's about the validation in terms of like how it's going to be received. Yeah. Those after... Like how the many post- likes, how many comments, how... 
the posting yeah. of yeah it's out there in the world what do people think of you if it if you've just taken it just for yourself it's, it's different, different to having the world see it I I definitely agree and I think that's the interesting thing about this study they got these women to post it on their own social media accounts uh-huh. so they're actively feeling that perhaps evaluation of others close to them on their social media that follow them mm, very interesting maybe some more research in the area do you think jade i think so this is the first experimental study that they've done on this really and oh. it wasn't that long ago so more is needed Okay, so I think this is a good time to hear from our first guest. And we're going to start with Georgia Treverman Evans, a research associate here at CAR, who kindly joined me earlier this week to tell us what she had found on the topic. Yeah, so without further ado, let's hear from Georgia. Hi, Georgia. Hi, Nadia. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. I'm so pleased to be here. So today we're talking about selfies. So before we do anything else, I think we should take a selfie. <laughs> Let me just bear with, bear with. You're going to have to do your phone I've got an yeah. iPhone 5C at the moment and it does not take very good pictures. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know you've done some research on how teenage girls engage with and experience selfies. Yes, Is that right? Yes, I have. Okay. They were young adolescents, so uh-huh. in year eight and year nine, and that would be 12, 13, 14 years old, so mm-hmm. quite young. Okay, and what was the goal of the research and why did it you feel it was important? It was quite explorational, so uh-huh. we were just wanting to explore how they experience social media and the actual element of selfies, the mm-hmm. process of posting a selfie, what they do to that image, how that makes them feel and what their motivations were. So I conducted semi-structured interviews with 18 girls mm-hmm. across different schools and just asked them very simple questions about their social media usage, what they liked about it, what they thought about selfies... Um, and their friends taking selfies. I asked them what they actually did leading up to posting a selfie, how often they posted, and whether that had an impact on how they think and feel about their body. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Great. So what did you find? What so did basically, they? I found that they actually experienced positive um, social media in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the girls were talking about how they acknowledged that there are negative elements, such as cyberbullying, or feeling pressured to post a selfie or an image, but actually they perceive social media as very positive. It mm-hmm. allows them to communicate with their friends when they're not with them. It allows them to feel connected with the world around them. Mm-hmm. They're able to kind of select what content they view and not feel... They felt in control, basically. Okay, that's good. Really that's, good. That's, that's and that was quite yeah. surprising for me because yeah. I have done a lot of work in secondary schools working with adolescents, um, looking at how we can improve body confidence, so conducting um, like interventions, so mm-hmm. body image interventions. So these are group-based sessions where we talk about what the appearance ideal is and what the challenges that we face and how social media makes us feel. Yeah. And a lot of the girls usually say it's quite negative. So yeah. when I did these interviews, it was quite surprising. Why do you think that was? Do you think they were just particularly confident girls that you spoke to? Um, maybe. Maybe it was just the selected girls that were... Because it was voluntary as well. Yeah. So maybe those girls felt confident enough to speak yeah. about it in a positive way. Um, but also, I think they probably want to acknowledge that it is more positive than negative. Yeah. They want to think that it is a good thing and that they can be in control of how mm. it makes them think and feel. But yeah, good question. Yeah. So <laughs> are there times, I know that the, there's some literature on this, but 
can taking selfies be harmful for people's body image? Okay, so this is where I think there needs to be some unpicking. So actually taking a selfie is not associated with body dissatisfaction or higher body image concerns. It's that what you do with that selfie. So is it um, the editing behaviours associated with that selfie or the motivations for? Mm -hmm. So for example, there is research to suggest that um, actually manipulating these images is associated with body satisfaction and higher concern. Right. Whereas if you're doing it to just simply communicate with someone, it's not. Okay, and is that if you have like higher body image concerns going in, are you then more likely to edit your images? Mm, and I think then so. that all ties in with them feeling Yeah, so the research worse. that I have read is yeah. predominantly um, experimental, so looking at we're going to take a selfie and how you think before and how you think after. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, probably yes. So if you have higher body dissatisfaction, you're more likely then to manipulate that selfie. Mm-hmm. And with the girls that you spoke to, did they say anything about are there times when taking selfies are make, made them feel not great or yeah, made so them feel good? Like both, One of the both questions I asked is, um, like, when do you take a selfie yeah. or how often and why? And a lot of the girls often said, when I'm feeling myself, when I'm feeling good. Yeah. So if they were feeling quite positive that day and they were feeling quite confident, then they were more likely to take a selfie. Yeah to then post on Instagram, for example, because they, on that day, felt like they were attractive or they were just feeling themselves. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, So that's one of the main motivations to actually posting a selfie on Instagram. Uh But then a lot of the girls were like, "Mm, actually, I do just take selfies just to communicate with my friends. If I'm just on Snapchat for an evening, I'll just take a funny selfie and send it to them. Is that like a direct message? Is that kind of like in response to something? Some girls said yeah. it was direct, some said it was in a group chat. Right. I often think it was within a, within a close group of friends who felt comfortable. They were in a safe environment to express themselves. Okay, so like instead of putting like an emoji with like a smiley face or like a sad face or whatever, yeah. it's like a selfie of that expression. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there probably was the use of Snapchat filters or yeah, yeah. some sort of emoji, but I think when it's on Snapchat, it was predominantly in a direct format one-to-one or in a group-based format Mm -hmm. where they were just communicating with each other and it was in a very fun expressive way and the girls often said that didn't make them feel negatively towards how they think and feel about their body right it was just more about I feel connected to my friends I'm very happy that I can speak to them outside of being in school yeah 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 so it kind of brings that connection together you kind of feel closer to your friends in that way yeah definitely um that's really interesting. So then you mentioned about filters just then. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your thoughts on filters? And did, again, did the girls say anything about the filters making them feel like better, worse, indifferent? Yeah. So a lot of the girls use filters if they were posting a selfie on Instagram. Right. Um, with Instagram, if you post a photo on your feed, it's it's up there for as long as you want it to be there. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of the girls would say, yes, I edit my picture before I put it there because it's for everyone to see. Right. Um, Did they say what kind of editing they would do? Yeah. Interestingly, I actually asked them to show me a selfie that they Uh had recently posted. On Instagram. On Instagram. And I asked them, okay, what did you do to that selfie? And they would say, you know, I just played around with the the filters on Instagram. So the contrast, the saturation, the brightness, to remove blemishes, um, 
to make my teeth whiter, the general things that you would expect to see with editing a selfie. And then some of the girls, I would say about 40% of the girls would use a Snapchat filter over their selfie. So they would take the selfie on Snapchat, but then upload it to Instagram. Okay. So on Snapchat, you can have like dog ears or like glasses on your face, or you can have um, like hearts or stars around your face and the Snapchat filters themselves do actually enhance your face. So you'll have like whiter teeth, bigger eyes, it automatically does that. Yeah. Even when it's a dog dog ears and Yeah. Yeah. Which again is yeah. quite harmful because then they're gonna see a selfie that looks completely different to what they look mm-hmm. like in the mirror. Um but yeah, a lot of the selfies I saw did have a Snapchat filter on them. Okay. Which is interesting. So they're posting Snapchat filters on their Instagram. Mm. Do you know if they're using other apps like Postune or anything I don't like that? No. No. But I would it. expect if those apps were readily available they would use yeah. them so because they want their like the on the grid instagram post mm. to be to yeah. look a certain way whereas they're not as bothered on a story post yeah. is that right as an adolescent yeah. you're quite worried about what other people think of yeah. you because you're still developing your own self-concept so when yeah. you post on instagram and it's then up there for people to like or comment on yeah you're naturally going to feel worried about that and again that is something we call the social comparison theory so you're just naturally gonna um compare yourself to other people to see where you are in life and i think that's what instagram encourages you to do with the likes and the comments so they're posting these selfies perhaps for that reason it's getting and also getting like validation right yeah validation from people do you you like and because it's it's there for longer yeah they can then or in the in their head they're thinking well that's for them to see of what I look like. But whereas Snapchat, it's if you're posting a selfie on Snapchat, it's up there for 24 hours or it's in a private message, either one-to-one or in a group. So there isn't that element of validation. Okay, so, and I imagine if you don't get the validation on your Instagram post, mm. that's the point at which you're going to feel less good about yourself. Yeah, definitely. Right, like it's, yeah. it's that kind and of... And interestingly, I yeah. did have a few girls that said, if I didn't get enough likes any comments I would delete it yeah I've heard that too I've yeah. heard that too so if they didn't have I actually asked how many yeah. likes how many likes is enough for you to delete that they said round 80 which really? is quite, which a, is lot. quite a lot of likes that's a lot of for someone yeah. who is 12 13 yeah. 14 years old are you gonna have 80 friends <laughs> that are gonna like your picture yeah that's really interesting and, and I think that kind of ties into a policy that Instagram been talking about about mm. kind of removing or like hiding the number of likes that you see yeah. that people have and I think it's been piloted but it's not we don't have it here currently mm. that would be really um, useful because it would take away that element of worry if someone is going to like my selfie if they like my selfie does that mean they like me or if they don't like it does that mean they dislike me yeah I, th- I think and I I'm, may be incorrect but I think you might be able to see who's liked your picture mm. but other people can't see who's liked it okay so you, so you wouldn't be able to see right. if 10 people have liked my post or 110 people have liked my post. I think I would be able to see it. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not sure I could, I could be wrong. But I think that's, it's an interesting move and I wonder how that oh, would definitely. like... Um, but even like if they could see it, there. if, for example, a young girl did post a selfie and they could see how many people liked it, perhaps they would still feel, I don't know, quite um, downhearted if they didn't have as many yeah. likes, even though if other people couldn't see it. That would be yeah. interesting to find out, I think. Yeah, definitely. Maybe that's a little experiment yeah. in the running there. <laughs> um, 
Okay, final question. If you were going to speak to Adam Mosseri, the head of Instagram, or Evan Spiegel, so CEO of Snapchat, what would you tell them? What do you think they can do to um, maybe reduce any negative impact of selfies for teenagers' body image? Okay, I would tell them both that the filters they're using on these apps can have a detrimental impact on an adolescent's body image. For example, on Snapchat, Mm. there is currently a filter you can use that is basically like having cosmetic procedure. So it will give you a facelift, an eye lift, your nose will be thinner, your lips will be bigger, your teeth will be whiter, it removes blemishes, makes your eyes brighter. And it just does that automatically, you literally just swipe and then that Yeah, you literally put the filter over your face and automatically you look different. Right. And for a girl who is still developing her own self-image, that can make her feel very dissatisfied mm-hmm. when she then looks in the mirror and thinks, well, I really don't look like that. Yeah, I've, I think I've heard people... I think I've heard girls say, or or about girls talking about their body image, about kind of wanting to look more like themselves with a filter than like other people. Like, whereas I think maybe like 10, 20 years ago, it's like, oh, I want to look like this celebrity yeah. or this model or, you know, I want to look like this. It's like, I want to look like me when I've got this filter on my face like yeah, so exactly. like the bigger eyes all the things that you're saying and like how mm. your how a filter makes your face look mm. so they're kind of much like smoother skin yeah um, exactly and I think these filters perhaps could be removed or even just not to be so harmful in changing someone's actual face or body like yes. they do have filters on there that are quite fun you can have dog ears or you can make yourself look like an alien like that are fun yeah. for humour and that's fine but these filters that enhance the girl's ability to change her face or her body that's harmful so kind of keep the fun stuff in yeah keep the dog ears but don't like smooth out all your blemishes yeah, yeah. and definitely get rid of the cosmetic surgery filters oh 100% and the same with Instagram, obviously they don't have that feature on Instagram, it's just about changing the contrast, the brightness, mm-hmm. it can remove blemishes, but at the same time, if they didn't have that feature of being able to filter a photo, and we were all looking at filter, not non-filtered mm-hmm. photos, then that's surely going to have a positive impact or a less negative impact. But yeah. I think it's important to note that it's not necessarily about just the act of taking selfies that can have mm. a negative impact is what you do with that selfie and the investment you have in that selfie. So if you're going to manipulate that selfie every single time you post, that's going to be associated with feeling more dissatisfied, which is what the research already suggests. And if you're more invested in how many likes or comments or the mm. feedback and validation you receive from that photo, again, that's going to be associated with feeling more dissatisfied because you're putting so much hope into I want to have all these likes or all these comments but if you're just using selfies to communicate or even just to um, capture a moment so you can have a look on that Mm -hmm. moment that's not going to have a negative impact and I think that's something we all need to remember it's not necessarily about selfies that is harmful for us it's something we're encouraged to do now with our forward-facing iPhone cameras Mm -hmm. but it's actually quite a positive thing because you can look back on all your memories and think oh look is here my friends at a concert or doing something we did months ago but yeah I think it's yeah I, and I think that's a really nice note to end on that that kind of reflects the the broader idea that social media is not inherently bad but there mm. are 
if you're feeling bad to begin with, mm-hmm. you can you can kind of go down a rabbit hole, and then there are tools that can make you feel worse. So yeah. it's kind of knowing how to, yeah, uh, being like kind of mindful about that. Definitely, um, and young girls such as 12, 13, 14 yeah. year old, like that is really a crucial time for them. So they need to be able to see unfiltered, real pictures yeah. of women and girls who are different sizes, different colours. Yeah. They need a real representation of what people are like rather than all these filtered images of their friends and other people like celebrities. Yeah. So if I was to speak with the head of Instagram or the CEO of Snapchat, then that would be my message to them. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much, Georgia. Oh, thank you, Nadia. <laughs> It was really nice having Georgia on the podcast. I enjoyed listening to her. Yeah, it was a really nice conversation, I thought. And one thing Georgia said to me after we um, turned off the recorder was, and I thought was really interesting, was that a lot of the girls that she spoke to have more than one account. So they'll have like two, three, four Instagram accounts. So there's one that's like the public account that where their pictures, the selfies need to be like yeah. perfect and pretty and... They're very conscious, as, as Georgia mentioned, about like how many likes they get, and it's it's very outward facing. It's it's a public profile, and so open to anyone. So they'll have that account, and then they'll have a second account where it's a private account, and it's more just for their friends. And then they'll post a lot more frequently, and they will be like kind of silly and fun mm-hmm. posts like every day, whatever, um, and a bit, maybe a bit more chat. And then they might have a third or fourth account where they'll do it with their friends, which I thought this was really interesting, where they'll have like a a, a joint account, so it'll be like me and you doing, having our, like a... Our own Instagram together. Yeah, and Nadia and Jade account where we would kind of, I, I don't know, like post pictures about, you know, the fun that we have. To... The, the friends <laughs> that we have. And yeah. yeah. I, I think thought it was really interesting. And like, I, I, I just think that it's, I can completely see kids doing it. And I think it can kind of open up to, not necessarily bullying, but kind of that very, like, in-group, out-group feeling of, like, oh, I don't have a... a me and my friend Friendship account, account. Yeah. yeah. Friendship account? Instagram yeah. account with well, my maybe, friend. Maybe people do. I don't, I don't know how, how much uh, kids think about it, but... I mean, I'm going to say it again, because I've said it in a lot in this episode. Layers. Mm, I know. Lots of... Lots to... Unpack here. And... Yeah, no, I just, I find it interesting, and you say it can create those in-groups and out-groups within schools and, and friendships. I also want to link that back mm-hmm. to, to the study that we were discussing before the interview, about perhaps that we said the anxiety that might come about from posting, whether it be different in the different accounts that these young women have, mm-hmm. these teenagers, like, would they feel more anxiety posting it on that account one. that is very public and polished, versus that private one with just friends? Maybe they'd have less anxiety yeah. around that. I don't know. Mm, interesting. Maybe we should hear from Jasmine now, get a bit more of the evidence. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, yeah let's hear from Jasmine. Yeah. So just to introduce her briefly, I actually got a chance to speak to Jasmine Faradini, who also visited us in car back, when was it, Nadia? It was like 2017. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Wow. It, yeah. it was sunny back then as well. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, not now. Unlike now. Um, yeah, so Jasmine gratefully shared her wisdom and research knowledge on this topic. So let's hear from her. Hi, Jasmine. Thank you very much for um, agreeing to be on the podcast. It's great to finally have you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be on the podcast. Excellent. So, um, as you know, this episode is on selfies. So the first question we have is, can you just start by talking generally about 
your research regarding selfies and social media and what kind of impact this may have? Yeah, so uh, I guess my research is probably focused more on viewing selfies Mm -hmm. than kind of posting and editing selfies. Um, But with the studies that we've we've done, um, we've done one correlational study with um, a PhD student called Yui Wang, and she looked at links between uh, viewing selfies and uh, facial dissatisfaction among um, teenagers in China. And she found that there was an association um, and that it was kind of mediated by internalization of appearance ideals. Um, And I guess that's one thing that I I think is interesting in that um, there's some research kind of suggesting that, you know, general browsing of social media um, may be linked with facial concerns, um, potentially more so than maybe overall body kind of concerns or weight and shape concerns. And this may be because people um, are posting selfies, which tend to feature the face more than the full body, um, which means that that people are kind of exposed to more ideal faces. Um, So that's why she looked at facial dissatisfaction in that study. Um, And in an experimental study that we did recently, um, we got women to come into the lab and we showed them a series of of, um, images of women's kind of idealized selfies. Um, And we found that viewing those images um, increased women's facial dissatisfaction, but not overall appearance dissatisfaction, and also made them more motivated to change aspects of their face, skin and hair. So um, I guess both of those studies suggest that um, when we're thinking about viewing selfies, that... um, measuring facial dissatisfaction might be important. Definitely. And I agree with what you're saying about how selfies are usually presented with them being, you know, at arm's length. So that kind of being a facial profile. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, don't, I think it's useful to look at overall appearance satisfaction as well. But I think, um, yeah, measuring face, facial satisfaction separately is, is interesting too. Yeah. And so were they all... Um, on, were they on a range of social media platforms or, or were they more like Facebook, for example, in those two studies you mentioned? Um, so I guess the um, the study, the correlational study in China, where they use WeChat because um, that's ah. the popular chat platform in China. And the study, an experimental study, we took images from Instagram. But I don't think that the effects would change depending on the platform. Um, I think that, you know, I think when we think about selfies, the effect's probably similar to any ideal image, really, um, in that, you know, it gives you the opportunity to internalise the ideals that are being promoted in the image and to make comparisons to the the person in the image as well. So um, I I don't necessarily know whether the platform would would vary the impact of selfies. Probably what would be more likely to impact um, how a selfie would make someone feel is who's in the selfie. Um, whether it's someone you know or you don't know or things like that. But as far as I know, I don't know if there's been heaps of research on that so far. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think leading on to the idea of um, who's in the selfie, the way the selfie is depicted, I know you've done some research into the no-makeup selfie phenomenon that kind of happened in 2014. So I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about that and what you found with the research regarding this kind of study, because that is different, well people present themselves in many ways in selfies, but with the no makeup in particular, that was an interesting element, I suppose. Yeah, so um, I guess um, what kind of inspired that study was, yeah, the um, no makeup selfie campaign um, that kind of went viral in 2014. 
um, I think they raised eight million pounds in six days. Wow. Um, from the selfie campaign um, and so basically um, women and celebrities around the world were um, uh, posting images of themselves on their social media profile without wearing makeup um, and then pe- donating money uh, people donate money to cancer research if they did that um, which I think was really interesting because I, I mean people kind of there was a lot of talk in the media about how these women are really brave for posting images, natural images of themselves on social media. And um, it was interesting because like Rihanna and Beyonce said, a lot of celebrities were posting as well. Um, something that we thought was interesting with this was that um, some images were quite realistic, whereas other images maybe weren't so no makeup. Um, some of them were wearing light makeup or in good lighting and things like that. But it, but it kind of got us thinking about whether if you see just a small number of natural no makeup images of a person, does that kind of influence um, how you feel about your body, even if you see the glamorous idealised images of them yeah. on their profile? So in that study, we, um, we either showed women um, just the glamorous images of, of and idealised images of women's selfies, or we included a small number of natural images of the woman amongst their glamorous images. Right. Um, and we found that adding a few glamour, uh, sorry, natural no makeup images meant that exposure to all of those images, glamorised and natural, didn't impact how women felt about their face or their overall appearance. But just looking at the glamorised images did um, lead to more facial dissatisfaction. So kind of like viewing those natural images as kind of neutralising or balancing some of the effects in some ways. Yeah, it did seem to be. Um, Now, in that study, we thought maybe one mechanism could be that people might make less comparisons or um, and that might be driving it. We didn't actually find that the comparison rate changed in each either condition or was differed. Um, so we're doing some more research on that now to, to look at kind of um, natural no-makeup images and why they may be uh, potentially helpful um, to post on social media. And I guess one potential reason is that um, it might it may make the person's attractive appearance seem more attainable because mm-hmm. you can see what they look like without makeup and then what they look like with makeup and so potentially um, it means people may um, interpret it as yeah their attractive appearance as being something that they could achieve with makeup themselves um, so we don't really know the mechanism completely yet but I think it's an interesting um, avenue for future research definitely and I think actually moving towards the things that might have more of a positive effect um, or at least try and balance or buffer the effects and moving away from establishing what might lead to negative impacts on people's mood or the way they think about their bodies is quite a, a good way to go because we know a lot of things can have negative impacts through the media and social media but thinking about what we can do knowing that everyone well most people have social media to some degree um, is quite an important step, really, in, our, in research and body image. Yeah, I think so. A lot of the research that um, I'm doing at the moment, I know a lot of other researchers in the field as well, is focusing on kind of what potentially be more positive. And I think that's um, important because I think, you know, social media is very different from traditional forms of media. People have a lot more control about over what they view and what they post. Um, so we really can um, influence people's environment and, and experiences on social media um, by finding out what type of um, 
material activities might be beneficial, at least less harmful. I think the relationship between social media and body image is probably very complex. Definitely. There's, yeah, like you say, it's a very complex model and there's lots of layers, as we kept saying in the episode. Um, but I do want to, we mentioned quite a lot of things, or a few things at least, about the positives that we might um, be able to establish or even, like you say, the buffering effects. So I was wondering if there's anything like going forward that people could do to have a more positive or neutral experience regarding selfies, either posting or, like you said, from the aspect of viewing other people's selfies? Yeah, um, I think, I mean, I mean, a lot of my research is probably focused on appearance comparison, so I'm probably a little bit biased in in, um, in my suggestions. But, I mean, I think when, when we're thinking of having a better experience with social media, I think one of the key things is giving yourself less opportunities to make comparisons to people who you think are more attractive than you um, because we know that can be a real driver of why these images and, and these platforms may be harmful for body image. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, you know, not unfollowing people who do post very idealised, glamorous selfies um, and trying to post less of those yourself um, I think would be helpful as well. Um and then, of course, being more critical of the information that you're seeing on social media is helpful. And potentially following pages that don't post appearance-related content. So I know um, Amy Slater and Philippa Diedrichs and I think a whole bunch of you um, at Cub mm-hmm. have done research looking at self-compassion quotes um, and that, that they may be helpful. Um, and, you know, I think getting people to follow pages that aren't appearance related may kind of reduce the opportunities that people have to compare themselves to others when they're browsing their newsfeed. So I think they're kind of the most straightforward potentially um, ways to improve social media, your own social media environment. Definitely. I think those are some great points. And I also um, found it yeah, really interesting when you mentioned about being aware of what kind of images you're putting out as well because if you are putting out you know those kind of glamorized selfies then maybe you're perpetuating that kind of environment for yourself as well as what you view at the same time um no yeah so I think that that's everything that we kind of had time for but thank you so much Jasmine I kind of have one last question though that we all we ask all guests here on the podcast so we have a car coffee morning which you will know because you visited us and we we got to actually experience car coffee with you before but what would you bring cake wise or goodies um to our car coffee morning jasmine well i feel a bit bad because i have been to your coffee mornings i've never actually brought anything but if I, next time i come i certainly will um but i think if think if i was to to bake i do really like baking actually but i think oh, one of my favorite a, um, a coconut brownie because they're um, they're nice and chewy and yeah kind of very rich and delicious so next time I come and visit I will make sure I bring some coconut brownies oh please no hard feelings that you didn't before it's completely fine it, um, but if you yeah if you could bring coconut brownies that would be delightful we've had a brownie competition before and I'm pretty sure that would be up there <laughs> yeah but thank you so much Jasmine I really appreciate your time Thank you for inviting me to be part of the podcast. You're very welcome. Oh, it was, it was good to hear Jasmine. I feel like I've not heard her for a long time. So a really interesting interview as well. Yeah, I was really pleased to get a chance to speak to her. But unfortunately, that is all we have time for on this episode. I don't want to cut it short because it's been fascinating discussions. But it will be super long else. 
Yeah, but we do have some business to cover before we go. We have business to discuss, yeah. So don't stop listening just yet. If you're a researcher, a body image researcher, appearance psychology researcher, the Habsharq submission for our Appearance Matters 9 conference, which takes place in Bath in July. July. <laughs> in July 2020, is now open. So get submitting those abstracts. As we speak currently, it is open. But I know I don't speak for myself here when I say... For those of you who submit a conference abstract just before the deadline, it's not best practice, I must admit, but I will hold my hands up. (laughs) I am also in that camp. Uh, The deadline is the 1st of November, so please put that in your calendars right now. Obviously, unless you're driving, which please don't reach your phone until you get to your destination. And I think this is this episode is like safe practices with your phone. Yeah. Please be safe with your... Don't take selfies with your phone while driving or touch your phone, please. And just one last thing before we go, and I know we say this each time, but it really, really helps if you rate and review our podcast. It gives us a little boost and it helps other people find us. Mm -hmm. So if you found it useful and think other people might do too, just drop a five stars. Takes two seconds. Honestly, two seconds. We would really appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. (laughs)